0: To another great edition of Talking Tigs, we are back at full strength this week as Daniel joins uh, Tommy and I to uh, to break down all the tiger news for you folks this week. Got a lot. I mean, we had some more basketball transfers out. Uh, baseball took the series on the road uh, against Florida for their first, for their first SEC road win, uh, taking the series two to one down in Gainesville. We will talk about that and what ball practice started. And there's a lot of videos, a lot of talk, a lot of, you know, just a lot of things around the program. There's some other, some other transfers there too, which I guess we could get into. Uh, but before we dive into all that gumbo, I want to check in with you guys. Daniel, good to have you back. Tommy, uh, I think we did okay without him. It was good to work with you, but glad to have you all back again.
1: Yes. Good to be back with the full team, ready to get into it. Not a ton going on, but, um, you know we're we're inching closer to football SEC baseball plays is, is is happening and there's some, uh, some news of basketball so it's it's gonna be a, a little bit of a full podcast I feel like you know? yeah, that's I'm
2: glad to be back uh, from my international trip uh, sorry I couldn't be there with one of the, the big podcasts with all the basketball stuff going down with LSU playing in the tournament and then hiring the, the new head coach right after that but uh, I think y'all did a great job without me and uh, I'm excited to to get into this stuff here, even though I wouldn't say it's the, the heaviest week on news. But uh, we're back in the swing of it.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I will tell you what, I'm a I'm gonna throw you right back in in the hot seat, Daniel, because you know we were able to talk about that coach. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't know if you had any you know initial thoughts on the guy. I mean, he's he's only been here a week. He he did make a like an assistant hire, but I mean, he's got a a rash of transfers going out to deal with some said they might be staying like you know xavier pinch said lsu was probably his top option but uh, you know i don't know what that what that really means but a lot of guys transferring out pretty much the whole team i love when uh, when your starting
1: point guard says that the school he's in that he goes to is his top option (laughs) right right that's
0: crazy so i don't know man what are your thoughts on the coaching hire and uh i don't know where you think the team is right now
2: well i think for the situation we got about as good of a candidate as we could have considering there's potential uh, maybe sanctions and that type of stuff coming down the road. And he even had that built into his contract Mm -hmm. where like if LSU gets a postseason ban, he gets an automatic extension. Um, And then I think the, the exodus of players is to be expected a little bit, but maybe not quite on this level, I would say, because now we've got, Xavier Penson, Brandon Murray, and Sharif O'Neal all in the transfer portal. Uh, and then all four of our big name commitments for the next two years have all decommitted. Isn't Fudge uh, in the transfer portal too? I think he might be, yeah. But currently we're sitting at zero commits for 2022 um, after both of our five stars decommitted one who was completely released from his letter of intent, Johan Traore. So uh, the, the horizon is not too bright for the LSU basketball program at this point. So Matt McMahon, definitely gonna have his work cut out for him uh this recruiting cycle is probably going to be brutal i would say if we can even get somebody on the the list then that's a positive step but i just need to get these guys back and hopefully step along to where you can get the program going i would guess in 2023 but uh he he had a good run at murray state Uh, i don't know that much about the program they obviously had a few ncaa tournament berths and he coached john morant who's now like an nba mvp so uh he can put some star power on the floor and hopefully he can translate that to success at LSU.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And uh, like you said, he's got plenty of time to do it. I think they gave him a seven year deal with, um, I think it was a one year automatic extension if anything comes down, but I think it's padding in seven years, like, you know, normally you look at coaches and they give them what, maybe a four year deal mm-hmm. just to start out. Even there's, there's still leeway even within that, but seven years, like they know what's coming down. I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I didn't see what they paid him, but definitely has his work cut out for him. Um, but the bright side is, you know, according to everyone that, I don't know, everything I've seen coming out of Mary state, we're getting a good coach. Like they love this guy and he's, he was, he's a proven winner. I mean, he, he went 18 and 0 in conference this year and he, he made, he won the conference I think his first year. So I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I see what happened with Iowa state. You saw how well they played in the tournament. They were two and 22 last year. So I can't imagine anything that LSU puts together in this short amount of time going forward till the next season starts that we we would only be limited to two wins. But then, hey, year two they made quite a leap. I mean, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. So there you go. Uh, I'm not. I know we're, next year is probably not going to be great, but we we always we only have up to go, right? Only way to go is up.
2: Yeah, that's true. Do you, have,
0: do you have any other thoughts? Oh, Daniel, do you have something? Uh, I was going to
2: just say yeah, it's a work in process and. Like you said, the seven-year contract, I would say they probably give him at least three years until it's where questions really start getting asked. I mean, Will Wave was around for five, and, like, Johnny Jones had, I think, five years of his own, and that was when the program was really struggling. So uh, we could be with Matt McMahon for a good while now, and hopefully he gets us on a kind of the straight and narrow in a positive direction.
0: Yeah. Um, in, while we're still on basketball, uh, Final Four is set. I don't think it was what anybody predicted. There might be one bracket out there that predicted it, but uh, man, uh, I thought it was it would have been great if St. Peter's would have made it, but <laughs> that that was just not to be. They North Carolina just controlled that game from start to finish, and the Cinderella story ended, but uh, I mean, quite a run. First 15 seed to make it to the uh, Elite Eight, um, and then you got Duke and North Carolina for the first time ever playing in the tournament. Like, could you... I knew they had a big rivalry going, but I had no idea they never played in the tournament. That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's. I mean, it's super cool that it's it's the last uh, last year that Coach Coach K is the coach at Duke, and he's going to play Carolina in the Final Four.
0: Yeah, after they already beat his butt
1: on his yeah, farewell every, game.
2: Everybody's saying like the fix is in, like C- yeah, CBS I've seen a lot of people is, like that. CBS is the real winner here because they're like it has to be Duke UNC in the final four. Coach K's last year, but like St. Peter's has to get shut down. We'll get them as far as they can to pump the ratings up. And then but we have to I mean it's basically all the blue bloods in the final four Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Villanova. The only person really missing is Kentucky, but uh so the networks uh, can't ask for a much better final four and it'll be exciting. Yeah, for sure. I think any of those programs are, are good. i had picked Kansas to win the national championship before the tournament and they're still, still kicking. So yeah. that's all I got. Everything else is kaput, but uh, it's been a pretty exciting tournament to watch other than LSU bombing out. Uh, my brother goes to Purdue. So he was uh, very saddened when they lost to St. Peter's in the sweet 16. Um, but I guess if you got to lose to somebody,
0: it might as well be Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like North Carolina's had a good run. Like if they can get past Duke, I think they have a good chance.
1: Yeah, I, um, I like North Carolina. I think they're playing really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I know women's Final Four is getting decided tonight, as I think as well. Right? Or was that was that last night?
2: Uh, I think they had two yesterday and then two today. Yeah, so they have
0: two more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do um, I think that was all I had for basketball. Yeah. I mean, we could. Just, I mean, I could mention the, the guys leaving. Well, you already did, but, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird that – I thought Brandon Murray said he wasn't excluding LSU either, but, you know, you had Xavier Pinson saying, well, yeah, it's my, you know, they're my top choice, and I don't know. I, I could have sworn I saw something like uh, that McMahon was going to try and, you know, recruit the guys that are going. I, I don't know if he even tried, what success he had. It's also- I haven't seen anything. It's also
2: weird that Xavier Pinson looking at transfer considering I thought he was like almost done with his eligibility. I guess he must have like, he a, has like
1: one year left, one right?
2: year left. Um, and just like kind of play it out and <laughs> see what you got, man. Like you, you're not going to find a place that's that much better than LSU. But I guess if he thinks it's out there, some people were saying he's going to transfer to Xavier university. Like that's one of the schools he's looking at. So he's going to have the same name on the front end, the back of his Jersey, which is that's kind of funny. funny. Uh, but
0: uh, Or you, or we'll you go back to Mizzou or something. I saw that Who one knows? too. <laughs> wow that's that's crazy that's a downgrade i know um but anyway uh weird times for basketball but i don't know hopefully uh hopefully the new guy can turn it around um speaking of new guys and turn it around lsu baseball uh made up for last weekend and took a series on the road against the gators they did lose the midweek in-state game though against la tech i mean it was a a good game um you know they kept fighting kind of like they have been even when games they lost you I know mean, they still stayed in it they fought uh they ended up losing seven to six to uh to La Tech um you hate to drop those midweek games man it's like I felt like that's what the problem was like the last two years of Maniri's tenure was games that we used to take as gimmies, or <laughs> you know just tripping us up and you know I don't know if they that's usually the time you want to work on stuff too not have to like fight to stay alive in the game but, I don't know, I think LSU overall, they limited a lot of the errors they had. had some pretty good, well, except for the first game. Uh, but uh, the two games they won, they had pretty good uh, pitching outages from all their guys. I mean, you're able to get Mikael Hilliard for five innings scoreless. Uh, any day you can get that, that's great. And then uh, the game uh, the game yesterday, they I think they had, I don't know, was it seven? No, it was like six shutout innings uh, before Florida finally got on the board, and the Tigers' offense has just looked great. I don't. I know Jay Johnson did a little tweaking. He moved some. He moved uh, some guys around, but the offense is going to be there. It's just whether or not our pitching will be, or if we can just limit the errors. Would you say that's a, a fair, a fair assessment on the Tigers this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I saw some stat where it was like LSU hasn't fielded behind, uh, below, or yeah below 900 like the fielding average or whatever below 900 fielding percentage below 900 in like 15 years and like we're we're like not fielding well at all or I think we're well below that um you know that yeah that's something that that I think Maneri was was really really you know hot on and and uh uh Burtman was you know and so I feel like uh that's and and again I think we me and Scott we me and you kind of talked about this last time it's like you know Jay Johnson kind of came in selling like, look, we're going to hit year one. The thing we're going to do is hit. He's he's brought that. I think that you know the rest of it, the the pitching and the fielding, um, it it is a little bit interesting that we've lost like our fielding because I mean we, we were well actually I guess we got – did we struggle with errors last year?
2: I think a little bit early in SEC play when we when we had that streak of losing like yeah a bazillion games in a row, but it kind of picked up towards the end. But yeah,
1: like, like we're, pitching, we're, and we're not. A, He just absolutely defensive like defensively sound team last year yeah um i don't know i feel like i i I give him i give i'm gonna give him this year you know as far as like i don't i don't know if it's all gonna come together this year but i I think that we've seen that what we basically hired him for initially he he was able to do day one
2: yeah um because like you said on the offense we're liable to pop off for like five six runs on basically any inning uh, which will pull you back into games as you're losing uh, and then put games away that are kind of close like Braden Jobert had a big uh, coming out party he was already playing well but at the DH spot I think he had like three home runs this weekend against Florida and a bunch of hits Um, the the real problem is just that we don't have that solidified rotation yet and we're already halfway through the season and we were talking about uh, Jay Johnson experimenting with his pitchers early on in the non-conference play. And then now we're, we're here in like mid-season SEC. We've got like our starters for the most part, but the, the consistency is kind of given us fits a little bit and that's allowed us to lose a lot of games like we have against Louisiana tech and then Texas A&M uh, in, in the series last week, kind of anybody can have their on game. Like we've seen Blake money and Ty Floyd, Michael hillary this week all throw really well, but all of them have also gotten touched up a fair amount too. Mm-hmm. Uh so whether he goes to almost like a pitching by committee for every single game where it's like four innings, four innings, one or something like that. Uh who knows? Uh yeah. but it, it'll be tough, I guess, in like SEC tournament, NCAA tournament time, whenever you have those gauntlets where you need a lot of pitchers. Uh, to get enough innings consistent innings out of everybody from this lineup that we have because we don't have an ace to lean on who can lock us down for like an eight innings Friday night we uh, don't have
1: an ace and we don't have a lockdown closer
2: yeah because that's what happened is Louisiana Tech they were out up early and then we uh, got back ahead six to four and then they scored two in the ninth inning to tie it up send it to extras and then they won it in the 12th and so Devin Fonda we've been kind of harping on him for a while and he can like throw gas and instruct people out but then also he'll just randomly start walking people uh and then you, you three to the, be exact yeah you, you let the opposition right back in the game and you choke away things that should have been in the w column uh so it, it's frustrating to to kind of talk about all these negatives when we did win the series away at number nine Florida that's definitely a positive um because the bats came alive when they needed to but there's definitely a few things to work on as well and we have got a, a decent Auburn team coming to Baton Rouge next week so um if, if we can at least win that game or win that series and even a sweep would be I think a, a big morale booster and put us back uh to where we need to be late in the season I know that's kind of rambling. <laughs>
0: No, that's uh, fine. No, I was just trying to see, uh, you know, what kind of what team Auburn was because I, I don't know. I haven't really.
2: I looked them up. Three. They were 17-7 overall. They just won the series oh. against a and last week.
1: I listened to their game against uh, Ole Miss on the radio two weekends ago. Um, they, got, they got touched up by, by Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, they, they
2: lost that series badly against Ole Miss, and then they, they won two out of three against A&M. So uh, kind of hit or miss, but they're coming here to Baton Rouge, so hopefully that will give us a
0: little bit of an edge there. Yeah, you know, uh, and they did take a game against Ole Miss. I uh, well, You said that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, this isn't even to me, you know, this like this isn't even the, you know, the meat of the schedule yet. So I don't know, maybe maybe Auburn's a team that we can kind of get our bearings back. Uh, shortstop.
2: The, the, the big move they made against Florida was they moved K Doty to shortstop, but she had like never yeah. played and Jordan Thompson from shortstop to Sorry. second yes. base. Uh, and so that actually turned out pretty well. There was like no errors in the second or third game. They both were all right there. Uh, and then Jacob Berry at third base where he's kind of been a little bit hit or miss. Uh, so we'll see if he continues with that, but I think it's a, a good setup right now because uh, Thompson's had a little bit of fielding issues from shortstop kind of muffin mm-hmm. balls. And so uh, if if Doty can lock it down, then that's uh, something you can rely on a lot more.
1: I think Doty was a high school shortstop.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess it was because Thompson was like a the number yeah. two like oh, he shortstop, was like a top, like, yeah. like coming out of like high school or something. So they really wanted to plug and play, and maybe it just hasn't quite worked out.
0: Yeah, um, but I, I think you know going back to what we brought in Jay Johnson, he has brought the bats with him to to Baton Rouge. Um, the Tigers had 27 runs in uh, the last two games in this Florida series. And I don't know. I just feel like if they can just, if they just brought the bats enough, I like, you know, trying to go the whole Johnny Holstaff route in the postseason, like Daniel said, I mean, that may work in the SEC tournament, but it's not going to work in Omaha. Cause at that time, at that point, you're just facing the best of the best and they've got, you know, at least two, maybe three starters. Um, you know, and I don't know, I think we kind of saw that with Texas, uh, cause we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't hit against them, uh, them or Baylor really. But, um, if you can put up 27 runs in two games, that can at least give you series. You know, uh, I think maybe by the time the season season's end comes around, maybe he's got a, a staff formulated, right? I don't know if we've really found a, like a clutch starter or closer midway through the season, but. Maybe we can, (laughs) maybe Blake money gets healthy enough and he can, he can be that guy. Like he looked like the first couple games, but we shall see. Um, also going on on campus in Baton Rouge is football practice starting up. A lot of access for media. Um, I think he gave him two days and I don't know. Uh, you could you could look at some of the videos, you could read some of the reports, and think, all right, it's good. But it's just interesting to me what uh, Brian Kelly's trying to instill uh, with accountability. That seems mm-hmm. to be their big thing, right? Um, I heard Miles talking about it. I heard Jack Besh talking about it. And I don't know. I think that might have been the reason we had some guys transfer out. Maybe some guys still trying to transfer out. It's either that or you know, playing time. Uh, like we just lost Josh White today, I think. But when you look at our linebacker room, <laughs> and who just transferred in here, uh, I don't know. It could just be that. But I-, I know we did lose probably a couple guys due to, you know, Brian Kelly's new standards. Uh, he's he wants LSU to be a winner, but he wants these guys to be accountable. He's gonna, I don't know, he's got them all put on some sort of meal plan, and I don't know. He, I heard what he did was he picked certain guys like think eight captains or something like that and had them pick out teams, you know, like mm-hmm. we're playing kickball at elementary school. And like, that is a team and you are all accountable to each other for your, I guess, meals, workout, showing up to meetings on time, all of that. And it's on, it's on, you know, full display. Like if one of your guys is late, all of you do pushups like in the middle field at the 50 yard line instead of on the sidelines. So I don't know. They, I was kind of worried that that might, you know, run some guys away, but from what I'm hearing, they all like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think that's kind of the point also is that I think, I think he's probably, if you asked him, I think he'd probably say, yeah, I'm okay with running some guys away. Cause if they're not into this, then they're not bought in for this, for for yeah. our process. And, you know, our, there were a lot of people, they they talk about it when Saban came back to, to Alabama, you know, a lot of people left a lot of talent, some of the talent, talented players there, left because they were like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want to no, know. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, be controlled <laughs> like this. And that's what, and, but, but then eventually, you know, after a few years of recruiting and you, you can, if you accumulate all the people, the people who want to be a part of that and who get really excited about all the, all the you know, things you're talking about, Scott, that's when you get something special. That's when you have a, that's when you have a team that has total buy-in, you know, did you, did you see his uh, Brian Kelly talking about Keishon Boutte? Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, it's kind of interesting. You know, he he was talking about Bute and they they asked him, "Oh, like how good is your relationship?" Of course, we're used to Coach O being like, "He's a son to me. He's like a son. He's my second son. He's my third son. I love him. He's yeah. I, I love his mom. Me and me and his mom and dad hang out." And Brian Kelly just said, "Well, his name, his la- I know his last name's Butte," right? <laughs> um, and, and you know, a lot of people were <laughs> upset about that, and I feel like. I think that's him saying, like, look, like, you might be the best player in college football or, you know, the best wide receiver in college football right now, but you're still a part of this team. You're you're no better than anybody else. And I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I heard some of it was, you know, because he's injured. I guess he's in a boot and he's walking around. He's kind of kind of limited. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe he wasn't uh, showing up for certain things. Yeah. You know, so he can quote unquote recuperate. But Brian Kelly's like, look, I, you know, I understand you can't run or anything, but you're still part of this team. So yeah. you got to show up. No, and I like that. I think that, yeah. I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's how you
1: build a winning culture is like, you got to, you know, there's, there's got to, there is going to be some, some,
0: uh, uh some growing pains.
1: Yeah, growing pains.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it was something else Miles said that I, I know I guess I kind of like he said you know every the quarterback room you're all you're all in you're all in the running go and I don't know I I could see some of the videos miles miles look good but so Jalen Daniels he has like a really quick release um he was taking some some first team reps so I think it's going to be a good battle um I don't know if it'll be solved by spring you know Mm -hmm. we'll find out I mean uh I don't know. I feel like Miles is the, uh, you know, the elder statesman of the group, but you know, it's, it's, we're, they're all starting on the same page. So it's how it's however Brian Kelly sees them. Cause it's, it's going to be his call. So we shall see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's probably going to be frustrating. I mean, we talked about this for, for miles to have to face this level of competition, but at least he seems like he's kind of standing up to it and doing his best to, to make it happen for himself after all these years, considering he's in his sixth year, And like you were talking about that quote, he's like, I'm not new to competition. It's part of the game. I don't shy away from it. I'm more than capable of playing at this level. Uh, I know what I need to do, win the job. That's between me and me. We're going to make each other better in the quarterback room. So no matter what, hopefully they've got each other's back and and let the best man win. But yeah, like we were saying with the spring game coming up, and I guess it's about three weeks, then uh, they got that long to prove who needs to be the man. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think it'll be Jane Daniels to start at this point. You do? Yeah. I th- I, it just seems do like you the- think miles transfers then. I don't think he transfers. I think he kind of just like peters out, <laughs> which is kind of a sad thing to <laughs> oh, say. Man, that's
1: so sad. It's six year seniors petering. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if Jay Niels gets the start and something happens, like he gets hurt, and then Miles has to step in like midway through the season, and here we are in like the third straight year of like the quarterback circus. Uh, But that's just kind of the state of LSU football at this point. We just need that one franchise guy who can get three solid years out of. Whoever that will be, we'll get to look to the future for that.
0: Yeah. I, I felt like with Brian Kelly coming here that finally, after decades, literally, decades we would finally have some I don't know better prospects at stability at the quarterback room. Um but I I'll say this though. Um Brian Kelly is not afraid to switch quarterbacks, you know, in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. he's done that before. So you know if one guy didn't cut it, he'll change it up. So the thing is I think Miles is just totally different than, you know, than Jalen. So I don't know if <laughs> you know I don't know how that's gonna work out or who who, you know, the cream rises to the top. Um Noose has been there two years also, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, I think we're all in agreement. It's probably going to be Miles or Jalen and may the best man win. Um, but I don't know if you guys have, any, have anything else on that.
2: Uh, one last note. This is just a, a weird anecdote. But Miles Brennan, after his practice, after breaking his arm in the fishing trip last summer, Miles Brennan said he ordered a trip-free boat shoes, no more flip-flops, in his quote, he said, I will sue the company if I trip and fall. And so he's taking things a little bit kind of serious. He's, like a, he's trying to be funny. This is a weird, weird thing to say. Uh, Brendan's going to win more in the courtroom than he will on the field.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, his career is, you know, pretty much done. And any monies he hoped to to try and earn, uh, I think it would be shot. So, yeah. Probably he needs, he needs that, place. like, bubble wrap NIL deal. <laughs> I know. You should just have him walk around campus on a helmet. Maybe one of those big foam pads, those big sumo pad costumes. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to the spring game, man. I am, uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I want to be amazed, right? I think the whole fan base just wants to be amazed. I, I think you can't really tell too much from a spring game, but I don't know. I think it'll look a little different. They said the offense is going to be kind of similar, you know, this whole getting guys into space and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Do you think it'll look completely different, even though it's only been a couple, you know, a few weeks? Do you really see anything different now versus the fall? Because by then, I think he would have had everything in place.
2: It's hard to say considering that JP didn't really develop a sort of like offensive idea. I don't even really
1: know what we did last year. Like we just kind (laughs) of. I feel like we they like. (laughs) Did Joe Brady like the bad? The bad thing about the putting players in space, letting our playmakers do what they do best, kind of thing, is that that can mean really anything. That can mean you just line up with a couple of receivers and everybody just stands around and kind of runs and does something, and then you just like give it, throw it to somebody. I feel like that's what we did. I don't really think we had any offensive identity. I I feel like if we see, I think we'll see something, I think we'll see some sort of identity. I think we'll see like, okay, this is what after, after one drive, watching the spring game, I think we'll see, okay, look like they're going to, they're going to establish the run or they're going to try and run off tackle, or they're going to, they really want to stretch the field with these, uh, with these wide receivers. Like,
2: one thing I'm kind of looking for is a bit more emphasis on the run game, maybe not back to like a less miles era offense, but uh, with John Emery actually like playing in practice and supposedly looking pretty good, like to work him in and get him involved like in the passing game a little bit and kind of like some, some speed option stuff. And then Noah Kane from Penn state is more kind of the power back up the middle, as well as Corey Conner and Armani Goodwin. So you got a lot of options there. Um, And we could really work in some, some new looks and stuff. uh, And that can relieve a little bit of the pressure that, maybe miles or jaden daniels is facing as they're still kind of i mean miles isn't learning the system as a six-year quarterback but it is is a new offense new offensive coordinator so he'll have to learn as much the system as much as anybody else i feel like yeah that's true and we got a whole new kind of spat of wide receivers kind of working in a lot of true freshmen last year uh so it'll be interesting to see who steps up and emerges as well as if there's any veterans who kind of fade away because i think we're due for breakouts from any number of players at this point true
0: yeah yeah, I'd say especially in the running back area. Uh, I mean, Ty Davis-Price had a good year last year, but it just, I don't know, it was like he almost didn't know that he would have rushed for 1,000. It's just our offense was just horrible at times uh, and just cost us some games. But we shall see. Uh, it's good running back room, obviously a good wide receiver room, quarterback room stocks. Um, I think the guys that will help make all this possible would be the O-line. I'll say Will Campbell looked really huge out there. I mean, good, but huge. <laughs> um, so as long as that unit is working well, I, I think uh, Brian Kelly would be able to surprise some people. I don't want to put a number on this fall season just yet, but you know, I, I think a lot of people would predict us to go eight and five or worse. And I, I don't think it'll be that bad, but we'll, we'll see more come fall. Yeah. you god is that it do we cover everything i
2: think i think we might have probably so yeah we mean we got the final four coming up this week lsu baseball uh that's about it more more spring football who knows what's going to happen
0: who knows and i don't know hopefully the uh the transfer portal isn't uh isn't staying hot um i think we lost a long snap or two but oh dear (laughs) yeah uh, I didn't want to mention it. I didn't want to bring down the pod, but <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I think we're good there anyway. But this guy, he started the last two years. So it was interesting. I say um, it's no
2: big deal that we, like, lose a game. Well, like, my last-second field goal where he snaps it over the holder's head and it's like, oh, try to catch him.
0: Right. Well, too late for that. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I guess if that, that'll do it for us, then um, – I guess we'll probably wrap this one up, have a little express pod tonight yeah. and uh, come back next week for you folks uh, on the baseball front and on uh football practice. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see some more uh, separating and uh, uh, just some more good news. Hopefully um, any final words. That's all wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap
1: it up. Uh, I mean, well, only only final words. Uh, Tyra Matthews on, has been on campus. He was on campus like today and, visiting around LSU, visiting with Brian Kelly and stuff. So that's good to see him back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he would uh, be back in New Orleans to play for the Saints, but dang it. They signed some other Chiefs safety and he's still unsigned. I don't get it. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, But Oh yeah. How about that? I guess that's what I was going to mention is the whole QB situation in, in the pros. Cause wasn't everybody trying to get to Deshaun Watson and then boom, he's gone. He didn't come here. He didn't go to Atlanta. He went to Cleveland, who they said was the first one out. And now we get Jameis or the Saints get Jameis. Mm-hmm. Brady almost went to Miami too, supposedly. That would have been weird. You can see that on Brady. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: The, Miami was trying to put the other big package, like to bring in there.
0: Uh, okay, but I didn't even see that. That Saints is Lux weird.
2: A lot of rumors about Odell to the Saints going on right now. So That'd that'll, be that, cool. that'll be bring bring the party.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of party. I wish I was in New Orleans this weekend, man. That, I bet that's going to be a nice party with all the Final Four down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Not that I'm a fan really of any team, but, you know, it's just the environment. Yeah. It's always a party during Final Four. Well, I think that'll do it for us, folks. Uh, tune in next week. Like I said, we're going to have some, uh, some baseball updates for you and some more news on the football front, whatever leaks out. We'll have it for you here. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Crews.